0: There we go. We finally have the theme from Preacher. <laughs> We've been using Fear the Walking Dead because I didn't feel like changing it. And, you know, you didn't remind me, so I'm lazy I didn't think. I did today, though. I know. You're like, can we use the Preacher theme? I'm like, we not, no, use the Preacher theme. <laughs> so that is the theme to AMC's Preacher, which I think we're still talking over years ago. Yes. There it goes. So, episode three of Preacher. More importantly, episode 12 of Walkers and Talkers. Yay. Which is our third episode not about Walking dead, dead or Fear the Walking Dead. So, uh, I'm not sure how I felt about this episode.
1: Um, it wasn't the greatest, but it, we learned. We had a lot. Of, we got a lot of information yeah, that we it, needed. It was
0: an interesting episode. A lot happened. Yes, there was a lot of cool things that reflected on things that happened last week. Yes, but nothing that was. There was no like heads cut off, and not a lot not, of blood. No cool fight scenes. No cool fight scenes. Just the ramifications of everything that happened. Last week. So when we start the episode, uh, Tulip is sitting on a bench with her friend Danny.
1: I was surprised Danny was a woman. Had no idea.
0: Yeah, uh, sexist.
1: <laughs> well, I just assumed it was a, a man. <laughs>
0: right, right. So, so Danny's a woman, and they're working out a deal. It looks like you don't really know what they're talking about. That Danny did something for Tulip, and in return, she wants Tulip to do something for her. Mm-hmm. We don't know what she did for Tulip yet. But she wants Tulip to break into her house, beat her up any way she wants. She's like, I'll be laying on the ground and my head bleeding, whatever you have to do to me. And then you go upstairs and, you know, kill my husband. And Tulip's like, I'm not killing your husband. That wasn't part of the deal. I'll rob you, but I'm not killing your husband. So we don't know what the information was. She hands her a paper. We see a flashback of Tulip when she was much younger with... Short hair. Yep. Screaming at a car that's driving off.
1: Yeah. She's and, like, wait, wait. And then she tells Danny when the flashback's over, I lost everything, including Jesse.
0: Right, that day.
1: But we didn't know really what happened. Right.
0: So whatever that paper was reflects on the most important day of her life.
1: Yes. Because
0: she and Jesse used to date. Mm hmm. Okay. So we'll find out later what that means. Danny got an envelope from Tulip. I guess she wanted Tulip to do something.
1: It was that map. It was a map. It was yeah. a map. Right, yeah. right, right.
0: So she goes with the map to some warehouse
1: playing like it sounded like people were being murdered and they were watching like a snuff film right, or something right so
0: all these these men are staring at what looks like a, a movie screen you don't see the screen yeah. you see the light from it and you hear like screaming and ripping and oh, sp- so awful. i first thought they were torturing somebody that's
1: what i thought
0: right well maybe her husband right cuz Danny wanted her husband killed yeah him. but nope it was that awful sound whatever it was they were right watching a movie or something right some kind of snuff film or yeah. something was being slaughtered
1: yeah something
0: right I, I have a theory what it might have been, but it doesn't make any sense yet. So we'll, okay. we'll get to that. So she hands the envelope, the map to some guy.
1: Like over his shoulder, stealthily. Right.
0: And she's like, I told you my person was good, meaning Tulip. And the guy's like, now leave.
1: Get out of here. Get out.
0: So we don't know what's going on there. This show is all about, we don't know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> Do not know what's going on. Although we did learn. Okay, so the uh, the two resurrected guys, the Mis- mystery men,
1: Fior and DeBlanc.
0: You got their names. Yeah, I did. That's why you're here. Good. <laughs> So, they, last week, they were killed by Cassidy the Vampire.
1: Yeah, smashed head and chainsaw. Put
0: them in a box and buried them. Then we see them again talking to the sheriff, which is where it starts now. Yeah. And they're basically telling the sheriff that they work for the government and that something escaped. And he's like, oh, because he's a little goober from a small town. Was it like a criminal? <laughs> uh, yeah, something like that. He's like, all right, well, yeah, okay. We need you to stay out of our way and let us do our jobs. Are you guys from the government? Uh, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. And then the
1: one guy's like, leave us alone. Yeah.
0: They're not very convincing. No. Like, uh, yeah, government. Oh, okay. the one
1: guy looks like Lurch <laughs> yeah.
0: from the Adam's family. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, he he's gullible. He's the sheriff. He's well, okay. Great. You guys handle it. We don't really see much of him in the episode. Yeah. He Except kinda... at the end, where he was son Arsface. I love Arseface.
1: Oh, I feel so bad for him.
0: <laughs> we then go to unconscious girl Tracy in the bed. Now, last week on on Preacher. The preacher went into her room using oh, his power of suggestion alone, and he, right with the mother not there, and and she said, "Open your eyes." So this week her eyes are open. She's still in a coma.
1: She's catatonic. She doesn't move right. at all. It's really creepy. Right. You know how
0: you have those three wishes with a genie, and and you're like <laughs> supposed to wish for more money. Yeah. Why not? W- and they go, you can't wish for more wishes. So you go, okay, my first wish is for the ability to wish for more wishes, and then I want to wish for uh, an <laughs> infinite number of wishes because uh, you can. They always say you can't wish for more wishes. Yeah. So you just wish for the right to wish for more wishes and you're golden. Yeah. <laughs> so why doesn't he say I want you to open your eyes and be awake and be normal and you know have sex with me whatever. I I,
1: I don't think he thought that far ahead cuz he was kind of at that point like testing out his powers. He wasn't sure if they were real or not.
0: Right, but once her eyes opened, he should have been like okay, I think he was
1: freaked out cuz apparently This is for the
0: comedic purpose he only. She should have been like take your shirt off. Right? <laughs> I mean, that's what most guys would have at least <laughs> Take your I'm, wing I'm, off. I'm not saying that's right. <laughs> no, it's wrong. Uh, it's wrong. <laughs> I'm not I'm just you at least okay, take your wig off, right? If, okay. If Please nothing don't. else, wake up and be normal. Yeah. But he just went with open your eyes. So the mother is sort of waking, trying to sit her up, and she flops over because she's oh
1: out. yeah that was like yeah.
0: <laughs> so she's her eyes are open, but she's still in a coma. Now you and I still think that she's the little girl from 1888.
1: I think there's some 18, correlation like. there, yes.
0: But she's she has that big thing on her chin. Now, oh, the, either mole. That, the mole, either that grew, and then we're just supposed to assume like it just happens over the course of her life, or they couldn't find an actress that didn't have a mole on her chin that wanted to be comatose. <laughs> Hi, welcome to the audition. Are you really good at being comatose? Yeah, I can stare off into space. But uh,
1: I have a mole. <laughs> uh, right, I'm a, uh,
0: yeah. I have a mole. It's okay, you're great. Fantastic. <laughs> so we don't know what's going on with her. Um, now, the Donnie scene. Oh, my God. So Donnie's the creepy dad who got his arm snapped by, by Jesse. Who
1: squealed like a rabbit.
0: Squealed like a rabbit. And he's got his arm in a, in, a, in a cast, and it's really a hindrance to him. And his son yeah. is walking out like he's going to school, and he says, follow me, boy. And he takes him to like a little alley, and he says, come over here. And now you think he's going to get his ass I to him. I thought he
1: was going to get the living crap beat out of him.
0: Right, because he's the one who went to Jesse and said, beat up my dad. My dad's beating up my mom. So he doesn't beat him up. He says, listen, I don't hurt your mom. If you hear noises or her screaming or any kind of thing like that from the bedroom from the bedroom I'm not hurting her. Well, I am.
1: But adult be, relationships are complicated. complicated.
0: So clearly, which we learned last week when she said she enjoys the pain.
1: She's into some kinky stuff.
0: She likes to, Who doesn't like a little beating every once in a while?
1: As a little S&M choking. Right. right.
0: <laughs> so so what we're learning is he's trying to find a way to tell the kid, "Your mom likes it, rough kid. I'm not beating her up." <laughs> She likes it, yeah. But we still know he's crazy because he did smash his coworker's face into a steering wheel, yeah. So it's not like he's a really nice guy. But the kid ratted him out to, to Jesse, and Jesse beat the crap out of him. But now he may not be abusive to his wife, yeah. But he's still crazy.
1: He's still an ass too.
0: So then Chris, the son, says to him, "Hey, Dad, everyone at school is making fun of you because they say that you made a rabbit sound or something like, like a, a bunny. rabbit in a trap, right? They're calling you the bunny." And that, that you got sucker punched by Preacher. And again, just a reminder Preacher and Jesse, the same person. Yes. And they were laughing at you, and you could see Donnie's getting pissed. And he goes, But I beat the crap out of them really badly. Yeah. With like an evil voice.
1: The that, kid looked like he was turning into yeah. like a little but Don't worry,
0: I killed them all. <laughs> and Donnie's like, Good for you, kid, because I'm a nut, you're a nut.
1: And then he kind of walked away. Yeah. And he's like, Go, Get on the bus. My work
0: here is done. Yeah. I'm sure you'll be safe in the middle of nowhere by yourself. Get on the bus. There was no beating. No beating.
1: Oh well, actually, when he actually he kind of did walk his kid to the bus because we, oh, he we did right we, we meet Linus again who has like a bandage on his right. Face. Linus
0: is the pervert from last week. Yes, who uh, he could not stop looking at
1: this little girl,
0: Jamie, Janie, 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 right? Obsessed with Janie. Preacher beat the crap out of him. Oh yeah, because he couldn't stop having fantasies about this eleven, nine, ten year old girl, yeah. Janie, and with the power of the preacher now with the spirit inside of him. He told him last week, forget Janie. But again, he's got to watch his words. Yeah. What he meant was, stop having dirty thoughts about her. But he said, forget Janie. And then he didn't remember her at all. So when she got in the bus, he said to her, oh, first day, like, who are you, little girl? And the girl behind her was like, it's Janie. She's been here like 900 times stupid. Like, you yeah.
1: Know? She was sassy.
0: Yeah. And so he was like, I don't remember why I don't remember her. He knows something happened to him. Yeah. And he doesn't remember the girl. So that's like he's gonna figure it out.
1: And then all the kids on the bus were yelling like, "Hey, it's Bunny Man!" It's Bunny Man. <laughs> and uh, Donnie got super pissed. Right. And then he kind of looked like he wanted to like kill him. And then he like, "All right, I'm gonna let it go." I'm right. He walk definitely
0: away. now wants to get revenge on Preacher because oh,
1: yeah. he's Bunny Man.
0: He's Bunny Man. Because <laughs> Bunny snapped his arm. Let's see. Um, oh, Tulip got pulled over by the police.
1: Oh, she created quite the sob story.
0: Yeah. So uh, she listen. She's devious.
1: Oh, she is.
0: She's doing 115 miles an hour in a 50 zone. She puts on a military ring, so she looks like she served our country.
1: I hit a gun under her
0: right thigh. under under her thigh. Which if things don't go, I'm going to shoot the cop. And then she tells him a sad story about how her boyfriend, who's you know Jesse, and uh, she's rushing to save him, and she's so sorry and. He, he he let her off. I mean, that's the short version of the story. Yeah. Watch the damn episode. But you know what happened. I just was impressed with how well she lies.
1: <laughs> I was impressed, too, when she starts crying. Right. I'm and like, then, oh, of she's course, in, her, in her
0: kick-ass Chevelle, she drives off speeding again. She
1: drives off like a bat at a hill right after she got pulled over.
0: <laughs> yeah. So we, we like Tulip very much. <laughs> okay, so then we see Preacher and Cassidy talking. Oh, this was a great scene. Preacher tells Cassidy, I have to show you something. And he shows him that he has the power of suggestion to make him do whatever he wants. And so he makes Cassidy dance and jump and, and whatever else. And then he, and then he says, a box, box faster. Faster. And, and Cassidy's like, what the hell's going on? But he's sort of having fun with it because yeah. he's a nut. And then he says, tell me a, a dark secret or something. And he's like, I, lo- I like Justin Bieber. Shite.
1: <laughs> I was laughing out loud at that.
0: <laughs> I love shite because shite you can say shite. yeah. It's it's Irish for you know it's a podcast we can say it. it's shit yeah. but it's shite it's just, and just uh, in his accent so that he that he as a as a vampire admitted he likes Justin Bieber <laughs> listen Justin's got a great album out a lot of hits <laughs> it's all good he's made a nice comeback so
1: and then he told them fly Yeah, And he (laughs) kind of, like, flies into the wall and gets his nose busted a little bit, but he's laughing and having fun. So
0: Cassidy's great for, you know, biting people, but also for comic relief. Yes. So I like like that about Cassidy. Uh, Then I love where he's—I didn't hear one of them, but he says, oh, my God, this power you have is amazing. You know, I guess Preacher doesn't remember the thing entering his body. He's like, how long have you had it? Yeah. And he's like, how did you get it? He's like, I don't know. So I'm not really sure he doesn't know how the spirit thing entered his body, or maybe he just blacked out. So he says... Oh, yeah, these were funny. <laughs> now the first one, he says, John Travolta and the tree. Is that what he said? Well,
1: it wasn't uh, where he has, like, the brain tumor and then all of a sudden he has these, like, powers. Right. Yeah. You get hit with a tree or
0: something. Something, something like something. that. Right, okay. He says either that way... He says either you got your power from the government like Jason Bourne, Jason Bourne, or you're a Jedi.
1: Yeah, he's like my favorite theory, but probably the least likely. You're a
0: Jedi. You're a Jedi, <laughs> which, I, which, I, which I love. It might make the show a little more exciting as well. He took out a lightsaber, uh, but yeah. So Cassidy's in on it now, and now he's thinking the two of them. Wow, if we hooked up, we we're pretty a vampire and a guy who can make people do what they want to do. So that that could be a nice relationship going forward. Um, Tulip then approaches Jesse, and and we find out what the paper is. Yes. The paper is the address of Carlos. And then we see the full flashback. Jesse shoots, I think it was a police officer or a security guard in the head. Dead. Dead. And then They're, Carlos drives off in the getaway car.
1: Without Tulip and Jesse. Right,
0: and that's when Tulip yells.
1: Wait, wait, wait,
0: wait, wait, wait. So Carlos is the guy who left them. Maybe they went to jail. Maybe they got caught. Maybe they split up and ran in two different directions and the relationship was over. We don't know what happened they other than Carlos it's Carlos's pieces. fault. So she convinces preacher to get in the car. We're going to go get Carlos. We're going to go get him. You can't change who you are. He ruined our lives. We got to go get him. So they drive off.
1: Jesse was so mad and so happy to have that paper. He got in that car like that. Yeah. He didn't even care anymore.
0: So we see the two mystery men now in the hotel. They've thrown armor on and helmets. They crack me up. And they have huge guns. Yeah. Um And they're ready to go, so...
1: Well, they have their little tin coffee can, and then they they say, like, well, we're going to be extra careful this time, and then they have these mass guns.
0: Yeah, huge, so they're going to blow away anybody that they have to blow away. I'm assuming a little gun would do the trick, but they've got these monster guns, (laughs) right? I don't know the name of the guns, I apologize, I'm sure if you know the name of the guns, I don't know the name of the guns, they're just big guns. Tweet us. No, don't tweet, I don't (laughs) care, I don't care, they're just very cool guns, big guns. And they, they want to steal the life force, the spirit power, back out of his body into the can. Yeah. So they're walking towards the church at night. Jesse's not there because he's in the car with Tulip. And they're walking with their equipment on, their helmets, and they're heading towards the church, which we know is empty. And all of a sudden, Cassidy comes by in his mystery machine. <laughs> yeah. He runs them over.
1: And they're dead. They're dead. And I'm
0: like, oh, my God, again? And he looks at them. He's like, did not kill you guys. Like, did not, you know, he murdered you. He's like, wait a minute. Right. <laughs> So, he's like so he goes back in, I guess, bury them again. He goes back in the church. Next thing he knows, they're back alive in the church. Cassie's like, oh, my God, clones. Right. They're not clones because at some point, we see them standing next to their dead bodies. So, I guess they're just reincarnates that they just, there's some kind of entity that keeps popping back into human form. Well,
1: finally, one of them, uh, one of them didn't want to admit it. And finally, the lurch guy goes, oh, we're, we're from heaven.
0: All right, you jumped ahead. Oh, sorry. Make a note in your programs if you're listening to this podcast. Jamie just jumped ahead. So when he sees them in the church, Jamie, he uh, he attacks the tall guy and he hits him. And then the short guy with the beard says, "We're not looking for you. We're not we're not here for you. No, who are you here for?" And he's we're here for the preacher. He's got something we need. And he's like, "Oh, the power, the spirit, right? and we want it back." He's, "Well, who are you guys? Are you from the government?" And he's like, he doesn't understand who they are. And then finally, the tall guy, the tall guy says we're we're from heaven. Yeah. Cuz he's like what agency? He's like heaven.
1: Well, Cassidy is so funny. He's like you mean you're not vampire hunting v- vigilantes right, right. and yes. the one guy's like I don't even know what that means. Right. What does that mean?
0: <laughs> so they're not after the vampire. No. Which is cool. So he says to him I'll I'll help you get Jesse back cuz that power is, you know, obviously a lot of people would want it.
1: Now, do you think he's breaking no. bro
0: code here? No, because...
1: I feel like he's turning Jesse in. He's I don't like, oh, think he is. Um, Jesse's my best man. Like, I'll give him to you.
0: I don't think he is. He's either no? going to warn him or he's going to go see if Jesse can use his power of suggestion on these two idiots. Okay.
1: So you don't think he's just no, playing what's along it, into their... Because they
0: didn't offer Cassidy money. If they had said, Cassidy, we'll give you all the riches in the world. Or protection. Protection. You could live forever, which he may already be able to live forever. Whatever they could have promised him from heaven, they didn't promise him anything. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he was just like, you know, oh yeah, I'll get him for you. So, he, listen... He knows, if, if he's a robber, a criminal, that, that Jesse having this power is a good thing. Yeah. He's not giving him up. Okay. That, that's my my. That's I was my a little theory. worried for a second. Don't, no, don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> so, we get to Jesse and Tulip at the gas station. Jesse goes into the bathroom and...
1: Well, first, um, Tulip says about Carlos, we're going to break every bone in his body and right. then basically soak him in battery, battery acid. So, whatever this Carlo guy, Carlos, did... Which we saw part of it. They want him dead badly. Right. And tortured.
0: He left them flat.
1: He did. Right. I mean, they but they were... Tulip was pretty descriptive of how she wanted to uh,
0: right. torture him. So Jesse goes to the bathroom, and he's washing his hands, and then all of a sudden behind him is Donnie with a gun. By the way, we didn't talk about Donnie and his boss. Oh, yeah. So I want to get back to Donnie and his boss. We'll we'll get back to that. We'll, we'll, we'll circle back. I jumped the entire podcast ahead of that. Yeah. So now we're both guilty. Yeah, sorry. So Donnie comes up behind him and he says, "It's your turn to make a noise." Ooh. And he says, "Get down on your knees and beg." And you know he
1: goes squeal for me, squeal
0: for me like what a pig. What the
1: hell was that? I
0: guess he was watching Deliverance, which is an old movie <laughs> from the '60s. I saw that with uh, Burt Reynolds and Ned Beatty, and You're they're gonna
1: squeal like a pig. Yeah.
0: So if you don't know, what we're talking about De- Deliverance, a classic movie from the '60s. Burt Reynolds, Ned Beatty, they're it, they're going on a a, a fishing trip. they banjos. Dooling banjos. Yeah. <laughs> They're they're going down a river and a raft and they get lost and some local hillbillies attack them (laughs) inbred uh, attack them and so one of them I guess rapes Ned Beatty and and, or Beatty and tells him to squeal like a pig and he does. It's a disturbing it's scene. It's so sick. But Burt Reynolds is too cool to, for that to happen to him. Anyway, it's a great classic film. Go watch it. But that was what the reference was. And if you've ever heard like, ding, 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 banjos, it's from movie Deliverance. Anyway, tells him to squeal like a pig, and he's like, "I'm not doing it." And he puts the gun to his head. And he's like, "I'm not doing it." And I'm like, "Why aren't you using your power?" I know because he got on his knees. I guess he felt Donnie wouldn't pull the trigger.
1: That he's just threatening him. He's calling his
0: bluff. I couldn't tell what he was doing. So at that point, he he uses the power on him and tells him to put the gun down and then go sit in the toilet and put the gun <laughs> in, in your mouth. mouth. And, and he's doing it. And he's looking at himself like, I, I can't stop this. What am I doing? He just pull the hammer back on the gun.
1: He was having a heart attack.
0: Wouldn't on you? the toilet. He He's about to shoot yeah. himself in the mouth. And he
1: like was oh my god, he got the shit scared out of him. Yeah.
0: Well, he's on the toilet, so <laughs> yeah. that's at least <laughs> well, to at he's the right in the place. right place. <laughs> but what a place to die. You're like Elvis Presley dying oh, on the toilet. Oh, so bad. And at that point a preacher has an epiphany where he's I bet I'm I well, what am I doing? And he stops himself and he says, "Put the gun down." And then Donnie doesn't kill himself. Donnie's shaken. And then he runs out. Uh, and then after this epiphany, he goes out preacher and he tells Tulip, "We're not doing it." Uh, it's wrong because oh, he mad. said something like he looked up, like he was talking to God, and he says, "I get it, like I I understand, like this isn't my purpose to use this power to kill people." And so he he tells Tulip, "I'm walking out. I'm not doing it. You got go to go without me. I'm not I'm not going."
1: She's like, "I'm leaving. I'm not leaving here without you." She go, he goes, "Suit yourself," and just starts walking right. off.
0: And in the trailer for next week, it looks like he's telling people, "We're going to have a full congregation from now on." So I think he's going to tell, oh, tell people. He's going to tell people you are to go to church. church. Yeah. <laughs> so. Getting back to Donnie, earlier in the show, we saw him with his boss. His boss did something weird that reminded me of the Slaughterhouse movie yes! film. Yeah. He's, he's in this long football field size office. His secretary comes in, and he pushes a button on a little intercom, and he hears screams or moaning. or. It,
1: it... sounded like a snuff film audio.
0: Either that, or he was listening to, like, because uh, it's Texas. I thought maybe it was cattle being slaughtered. That maybe he is, it's a cattle company, and he was listening to the audio. That's
1: of, still really sick. Yeah. He was, like, enjoying himself.
0: Right. So he, And then, so Donnie comes in, and he says, listen, this other company's trying to take us over. Do you want me to go beat them up? And he says, you know what you can do? Clean up my tray. He's a big metal tray of food. And he's like, I'll go get somebody. No, clean up my tray. So he's being a dick to Donnie, which is probably yeah. why Donnie has anger issues. <laughs> and Donnie tries to lift the tray up, but he can't with his one left arm. And he's like, just forget it. And then the best line of the show. Yes. This prick of a boss says, under his breath, which Donnie hears, he goes, my right-hand man with no right hand. No, yeah, with no right hand. Yeah. So. Da-dunch. He's a prick. <laughs> okay, so this show reminds me of House of Cards, where you love the show, but you don't really like anybody on the show. Yeah. Everybody's evil and disturbing. Yeah. So I think I might like Cassidy.
1: I like Cassidy and the preacher the
0: best. He's sort of Kramer from Seinfeld. Yes. He's sort of the guy. He's so funny. So I think, okay, so it's not, how because there's one guy on, on House of Cards I like. That's the guy who owns the restaurant, sells ribs. Mm-hmm. He's the guy I like. But other than that, everyone on <laughs> the show is awful. Awful people on House of Cards. <laughs> and this show, everyone's awful. But they're cool, but they're awful. So, episode four next week, it looks like there's a little more action in the trailer. It looks like more things are going to happen. This was one of those, establish some things, answer a couple of questions. Yeah,
1: that, it was answering a lot of questions, which we needed to know.
0: Not enough arseface.
1: Oh, poor Arseface. There, there was like
0: a minute and a half of face.
1: He wanted to go visit Tracy, who woke up out of her coma. Right. And his dad, Sheriff Root, was like, oh, no, boy, you stay away from there. I
0: think face thinks that the preacher can work miracles, and he would like a miracle. Yeah. Because, Dad, he just was with her alone, and she can open her eyes now. Yeah. You're going to still have an ass mouth. There's <laughs> nothing. Oh, oh. Sorry, ass mouth. <laughs> All right, so episode three, done. Uh, I'm still waiting. Oh, if you... by the way, if you haven't heard episode 11 of Walkers and Talkers. That went up a couple of days ago. We interviewed a woman who took some amazing pictures of children dressed as characters from The Walking Dead. Yes. She got a lot of flack for it. She got banned by Facebook. And we talked to her, found out the truth behind the photograph sessions.
1: Pretty interesting.
0: The truth behind getting banned, how she got back on Facebook. And the pictures are great. So for all that information, check out episode 13. We'll be back next week with a review of Preacher episode 4 and hopefully some more Walking Dead information. Yes. I need some Walking Dead information.
1: We need to talk a little bit, maybe some Negan.
0: Yeah, all right, fine. <laughs> but we also did talk about Fear of the Walking Dead in the last episode, yes. also. So check that out at the end. Don't zip ahead. Listen to the whole thing. <laughs> we don't get paid by the minute, we don't get paid. But listen to the whole thing anyway. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, as always, thanks for listening. Uh, tweet us at David Brody at J Megs514. And of course, you can use the hashtag Walkers and Talkers or Preacher Feature for the next few weeks. Uh, enjoy the rest of your week.
1: Thanks, guys.